Hello and welcome to the Savvy Producer Podcast. My name's Phil from Marsden Mastering and this is a show all about productivity, efficiency and keeping your clients happy in the world of music production. In today's episode, I want to talk about four of the things I do to stay productive, even if I'm having one of those days where you just don't feel like it. So without further ado, let's get into it. So here in the UK at the moment, we're heading into the colder months. We've got darker mornings, shorter days, the heating's going to have to go on soon. And I don't know about you, but I live for the summer. So these months always make me feel a little less motivated and it's often harder to sort of get my day rolling and stay productive as it goes on. So I wanted to share a few of the ways that I make sure I'm staying productive. Even if I'm having one of those days where I just don't feel like it, maybe I'm not motivated, maybe I'm under the weather. It's still important to stay productive and there are a few ways that I make sure I can get out of these slumps and make sure that I'm just maximising every single day. Of course, nobody is productive 24-7, that's just not possible. But these things make it possible for me to really minimise those days and make sure they don't happen often so that I'm delivering my best for my clients, so that I'm able to keep my business running really, really effectively and just feel good at the end of the day. These four techniques aren't going to be for everyone, so there might be things that work for me that don't work for you. But equally, no matter who you are, I think at least one of them will help you and you will be able to pull into your routine to make sure that you're staying as productive as possible. So listen through and have a think if any of them might be something that could help you out. So without wasting any more time, let's get into it. So the first thing is having a dedicated workspace. Nowadays with music production, you can kind of do it anywhere if you have a laptop and a pair of headphones. And that is what so many people do. And even if all of your actual studio work is happening in the studio, It might be that you're pulling admin work out of the studio and doing it at home, somewhere else in your house, or maybe even on the move or at cafes and things like that. For some people, this works really well. But personally, I tried working more freely this summer and it didn't work. So for those who don't know, I'm a mastering engineer and I work entirely in the box. I love it that way. Always have have no plans to move to outboard equipment anytime soon. And I also absolutely love working on headphones. Of course, I have my monitors and I have a treated room and everything sounds great. But for me, the monitors are more of a reference where I sit back at the end of the master and really listen to the music in front of me. Whereas the headphones are where I actually do more of my critical clinical sort of work. So with that, it should be possible for me to work anywhere with a laptop, a good DAC and a pair of headphones. So this summer I wanted to try that out and we have a camper van and we go on trips every now and then around the UK. And I decided it would be a good idea to not book the time off work, take my laptop with me and do some mastering on the go. The aim wasn't really to do my actual mastering, it was just to deliver any revisions and things like that. But it was kind of a test to see if it could work because it's, you know, it's an appealing thing to do to be able to travel and work and be a bit of a digital nomad. So like I say, I set up my second computer, my laptop with all of my plugins, all of my software, everything like that. I took my headphones, took a good headphone amp with me and tried it out. The first time I actually had massive internet problems, which wasn't ideal. Things were taking forever to load, which of course just made everything a bit of a nightmare. So it wasn't really a fair test. And the second time I tried it, everything's working absolutely fine. But I just found that being out of the studio and in an area with way more distractions just didn't let me get into flow state at all. Not only did I find it hard to master, but I found it took me way longer to do simple things like reply to emails and just collect my thoughts on little tasks throughout the day. So although this was appealing and it sounded great at first, 
I quickly found that I thrive and I work best when I have a dedicated space, which is my studio at home where I'm sat right now. I think the reason for this is coming into this room gives me sort of a mental trigger to focus. It tells my brain that it's time to work. James Clear talks about how your environment can trigger certain habits, good or bad, in his book Atomic Habits. And I think this is what's happening here. So every morning I go downstairs, I make a cup of coffee, I bring it up to the studio, sit down, and it triggers my brain to go, right, it's time to work. And you quickly fall into that sort of flow state. Not only that, but there's pretty much zero distractions in here apart from my phone, which I try to keep on do not disturb and just keep to the side. So I'm able to stay in that flow state for a long, long time and really smash out my mastering work. So for me, having a dedicated workspace really helps me to stay productive. So if at the moment you're kind of spreading your work around, you're doing bits here, doing bits there, try and set up a space somewhere where you can do all of your work and spend all of your work time there. Or if you have a studio, but you're doing your admin work at home and in other places, try just leaving it at the studio. Not only does it make you more productive, but when you come out, your work doesn't come with you and burden you. It's easier to focus on downtime as well as easier to focus on work time when you're there. Another thing that helps me to stay productive is to automate wherever possible. As lovely as it would be to spend all of our time just being creative and just doing the thing we love. So for me, just mastering or for some people just producing or just mixing and never having to do any of the monotonous admin tasks that sort of interrupt your day. You still have to do them. They still have to be taken care of. But maybe you don't have to do them all manually. Maybe there are things you can automate so that when these admin tasks come along, they don't create friction and interrupt your day and make you feel less productive. So for example, when you finish a mix and you've got to send an email to the client with the files, with instructions on how to listen to it, how to give you feedback, that can really slow you down if you're not motivated to send that email, if you're hesitant to send the mix off, and if you have to spend time typing it out. It's the sort of thing that should take about two minutes, but can end up taking like 20 sometimes if you put it off, if you get distracted, or if you're hesitant. So for me, what I've done to get around this is just have email templates for everything. Everything from onboarding to initial file delivery to delivering my final set of files has an email template. This means that when I need to send something off, I just hit that template, it fills out, and then I just need to go through and put the right name in, add a few personal details if needed, and off we go. So that's one of those annoying monotonous tasks that I've automated in some way. Another thing is just loading up my mastering chain. It would be easy for me to just have a blank session and start everything from scratch and load in plugins as I go. But I don't want to make that many decisions when I'm mastering. I don't want to be thinking, right, I need to put this plugin in now, or what plugin should I use next to do this? I just want it all in front of me straight away so that I can focus on being creative and just work my way through, use the tools that I need, don't use the ones that I don't need. And I'm not wasting brain power on loading up certain plugins or thinking what to use next. I'm just being creative. All the tools are in front of me ready to go. I don't need to think about that. I just need to think about doing what's best for the track. So the way I've done this is just with a simple macro in Studio One. Studio One has some macros built in. So I've got my mastering chain on a certain key. I press it, loads in, and I don't need to think about it anymore. So think about how you could apply this to your own sessions. Maybe you could put your vocal chain on a certain hotkey. Maybe you need to update your template so that it's ready to go every time with certain plugins already loaded in. Or maybe you can automate some of your editing work with certain macros. 
If you want to hear more about this stuff, Joe Marsh talks about it in his interview, which was episode 35. And Elliot Glynn talks about it in episode 27 as well. Both of these guys are mixers and they have massively sped up the mix prep stage and their editing work so that they can just focus on being creative and mixing. They don't get stuck on those editing and mix prep tasks. They don't waste time on them and they don't need to put them off because they're just mapped to a hotkey and they can be done in seconds. So give those episodes a listen if you want some inspiration with macros and that sort of thing. Another really simple thing I do is I use time blocks. If I give myself all day to do something, it's probably going to take all day. So for example, with this podcast, if I said on Monday, I'm going to record a new podcast episode, it'd probably be five o'clock on Monday by the time it's actually done. However, if I have a time block for that, so a small window of time, say between 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock, I'm going to record the podcast. Then if I'm disciplined and I stick to the time block, I'm going to have it done in that time. I haven't wasted all day doing it. I've not put it off. I've been productive and got it done quickly. This is basically Parkinson's law in effect. So I don't know the exact definition, but it's something like work expands to fill the time assigned for its completion. So if you give yourself all day or all week to do something, it's going to take you all week. But if you limit yourself and give yourself only a few hours on a certain day, then you're going to get it done in that time because you have a tighter deadline. You have to get it done. So I use these time blocks for everything. And in my calendar, each day I literally have certain time blocks for certain things. And these just repeat every day or every week, depending what it is. So for example, a typical day starts in my inbox. So I'll quickly reply to everything that needs replying to. I'll check social media and I'll tie up all the loose ends from the night before, basically. Directly after that, there's a time block for my actual mastering work. I like to do this early because they're what I call my golden working hours. They're when I'm naturally most productive and I'm feeling most ready to work. My brain isn't frazzled from the rest of the day before it because it's still fresh. So I like to do my mastering work first thing. So I have a few hours set aside for new mastering projects. After that, I have a time block for revisions, for file prep and things like that. The smaller tasks that basically take less brain power so they can be pushed to later in the day when I have less brain power. They don't need me to be as creative and as switched on because they're mostly sort of admin-y things anyway. So I put all of that in a two-hour time block in the afternoon. Then following on from that, there's basically one more hour time block set aside for replying to things that have come in throughout the day, sending off any deliverables and files, and that's it. So each day, my day is split into these blocks, which keeps me on track and keeps me productive. Not only that, but because it's quite routine and quite regimented and the same every day, it gives me a mental trigger to focus and to get to whatever it is I need to do. Similar to having that dedicated workspace, it is like a mental trigger. So on top of this, because I have time blocks for certain tasks, like all my new masters happen at once, all my revisions happen at once, it means I'm batching things together. This means less time switching hats and switching between tasks that aren't alike each other, meaning I can stay in that flow of, for example, mastering for a good few hours and stay really productive with that task. Whereas if I'm switching through things, I'm kind of going, right, now I'm mastering, now I'm emailing someone, now I'm doing revisions. And you never really get fully focused on one thing. So if right now your day isn't very regimented or if you're not really using your calendar much to schedule things in, try using some time blocks and try batching alike tasks together. The final thing that I find keeps me really productive and keeps me on track is just keeping a really minimal workspace that's clean and has no clutter. This definitely doesn't affect everyone, but I find I work best when 
there aren't many physical distractions in my space and it's really, really clean. If I come into the studio and there are bits and bobs everywhere, the speakers are dusty, the desk is dusty, it just makes me feel cluttered in my brain. And often I'll find myself procrastinating by cleaning up and tidying and putting things back where they belong instead of doing the actual work I'm meant to do. So if you know that keeping a minimal and tidy workspace is going to keep you more productive, then make a real good effort to keep it that way. Spare five minutes at the end of the day just to tidy things away, wrap your cables, dust your desk, that sort of stuff, so that every day it feels fresh and it feels tidy and you're ready to work. On top of that, it can be really helpful to apply this to your digital world too and keep it clutter-free. So have really, really organised filing systems, make sure that your desktop isn't full of screenshots and random files so that you can find things easily. And just make sure that you really know what's happening on your digital devices. I guess what could also fall into this is keeping your phone on Do Not Disturb or keeping distracting apps off of your phone. So for me, I'm way more productive if TikTok is not on my phone. I don't get that itch to check it and it doesn't pull me out of my work for half an hour at a time. So I keep it well away, especially during the work hours. So review what's on your computer, what's on your phone, how it's all organised and make sure it's as minimal and as effective as possible so that there's nothing there that will distract you and you know where everything is really, really easily. And lastly, I wanted to mention a sort of bonus point that I thought of while recording this episode, which is staying sociable. So this is kind of for the people who are working remotely, like myself. But what I found lately is that staying as sociable as possible during my work hours really, really helps me to feel productive and feel encouraged and feel like I'm, you know, properly doing something with my day. So lately I've been trying to just have as many Zoom calls as I possibly can so that it's not just me alone in this room, not really speaking to anyone apart from over email all day. What I found with this is I'm meeting new people who are doing amazing work and that I can collaborate with in the future. I'm getting new ideas. It kind of lets me know that there are other people in the same position as me out there. So if I have any problems, it's nice to know that other people kind of have them too and you can resonate with each other. And it just, you know, makes me feel good. So if you're not doing it right now, try and schedule regular catch-ups with your clients, with other people in the industry, and just be as sociable as you can. For me, it makes me feel really productive, and especially that hour after I've had a meeting or a Zoom call, I just feel really encouraged. You get kind of a big dopamine hit, and for whatever reason, it just puts me into work mode and makes me want to be productive. So that's everything for this episode. I hope there was something you can pull from it to really help you out with this sort of stuff. Before you go, I just want to make a really quick offer as well. So as you know, I'm a mastering engineer and I basically collaborate with talented producers and mixers just like you with a really simple but high touch and personal mastering service. I really want the people I work with to avoid that overwhelm of winging mastering on their own or the disappointment they get when they go through one of the big name mastering studios and find they just couldn't really care less about the record. So if you're looking to build a working relationship with an experienced mastering engineer who cares about your projects as much as you do, I'd love to run a free mastering sample for you. If you have a mix ready, be it on an old project or something current, drop it over to me via my website or email me on phil at marsdenmastering.com. That's phil at marsdenmastering.com. And we can get the ball rolling. 